Official Jets Podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. We thank everybody for listening out there and watching on YouTube or NewYorkJets.com for those watching. Quincy Inunua here inside the studio always looks the part, Q. You're always showing everybody up oh, man. with the wardrobe. I appreciate it, man. You know, I'm trying to take a little bit more care. When I was playing, I didn't really care. So now that Come I'm Come on, like, really? <laughs> no, nah, my, my identity was football player. So I was really more like I got to be tough off and on the field. So. Yeah, but who was picking what you were wearing on game day? Myself. I, you know, I don't think there was much thought. It was kind of like it's game day. You know, let's just go to work. Really? Eh, yeah, I mean, you you said you you told me a couple times that you I changed did. a little bit as far as the so way you Brandon, approach it, Brandon Marshall. Yes, yeah, so when B Mars came, B Mars kind of had a couple guys that he introduced me to, so I still use his suit guy, so the suits that I wear from him. Yeah, but uh, you know anybody who's watching our content on either the Jets platforms or CBS, we got off season programming uh, throughout. The 2023 offseason here knows that you always bring it as far as the style is concerned. Hey, so Q, we're not going to bury the lead here. The Jets searching for a veteran quarterback. Aaron Rodgers appeared on Pat McAfee's show almost two weeks ago. And he said that his intent is to play and he would like to play with the New York Jets. With that being said, we're in a holding pattern. Obviously, the Jets can't say much. Otherwise, that would be tampering at this point. But the Packers, in turn, definitely granted the Jets permission to talk to him because they went out to California and had uh, meetings with him. What do you think about where we're at here as far as the calendar is concerned? Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting. You you, you want to rush things because, you know, you want things to feel more cohesive. You want guys to be able to start training together or at least having those conversations. Um, but, you know, it's all part of the process. I think it's just important for the players to trust the process. You know, I think everybody kind of feels like it's solidified at this point. So, uh, you know, the process just has to kind of make its way. But I know if I was a player in this position, uh, you know, I would get, I would start getting a little antsy. You know, I would want, you know, this team to be together. I want to be able to kind of feel like, uh, like this thing is, is coming to fruition. What do you think about the Jets' young guys getting together? Garrett Wilson. Brees Hall, of course, mm -hmm. Sauce Gardner, mm -hmm. Burning the Cheese Head. What do you think about that? And their overall excitement about the possibility of bringing in a potential, uh, not a potential, a surefire Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I loved it. I love the camaraderie. I love the fact that they came in as a group, as a, as a you know, draft class, and they're still combined. They're still together. They still go to each other's houses and, and have that, that bonding. I feel like that's important, you know, because this team – this game is so challenging when you have so many guys constantly leaving and going. So when you come in with a group of guys, you know, to 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 continue that that love, that bond, you know, and, and also to to share that happiness of like, you know, we have the possibility of getting a Hall of Famer, you know, a guy that's gonna really elevate our game and, and give us a possibility to possibly win a Super Bowl. How tricky should the compensation part be? Not mm. as far as the contract is concerned, right. more about the package if this indeed goes through. Just you looking at it from afar, yeah. the Packers, a lot of people saying, intent on obviously getting a first-round pick, whether it's this year next year. Right. And, and the Jets, in turn, it seems like from our vantage point, 
that there's really nobody else involved in these conversations today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you hear because you know, just like everybody else, I only know what everybody else gets to yeah. see. You know, so when you hear the conversations that are going on, it seems as though there's not really any players involved. So it's an interesting thing. Uh, the Packers losing a quarterback, but not really seeming as though they're expecting anybody back. Um, it feels like the majority of the conversation that you're seeing from the outside is really just a first-round draft pick. So, you know, I think if that's the compensation, I mean, that's great. You know, you've seen so many other quarterbacks. I think Matthew Stafford and different guys got traded for, uh, you know, a little bit more. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do, um, you know, especially when we just got one of their receivers, you know. So now we have an even more stacked receiver group, you know, and, and hopefully that kind of leads this team to being, you know, one of the best when they get Aaron Rodgers in there. Okay, so Rodgers. Uh, again, we're not going down too far down this road because if this indeed happens, we'll talk about him a lot in the future. But where do you think he is at this stage hmm. of his career? Uh, you know, it, I, I have so many different feelings with it, but I feel like the, the, the biggest feeling I feel is that he is uh, hungry. You know, I think um, I'll say for myself, you know, I've, uh, I've never went on an on a, uh, isolation retreat. <laughs> but I've done moments, you know, in COVID where I, you know, was in my in my room and really had moments to kind of reflect and think about life. And I know when I came out of those moments, I really felt like a desire to want to grow and, and, and become a better person. And I can only imagine when you when you go into it purposefully, right, when you go into an isolation retreat, knowing that this is what your goal is, that you come out of it with, you know, a different look on life a different look on on football so i feel like you know he probably is going to come into the season with a whole different mindset he's probably going to be an even better player i can only imagine that the 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 mentality that he has now is even better than the one before because he probably has released a lot of the things that were kind of weighing him down you know uh, there's a lot of like talk around aaron Rodgers, his family and all these other things that didn't really matter and i think you know now we're probably getting a whole different aaron Rodgers. something that stuck with me during our conversations over the years is that it's difficult at times for receivers to play with young quarterbacks. Yeah. What would it mean for any team to get a guy who has seen so much, seen every defense in the National Football League, but at the same time also potentially if this ever did happen, knows the system inside and out. Yeah, I, I'll say from my own experience, I never had a guy as talented as Aaron Rodgers, but I had a guy that had a lot of experience in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he also knew the system because we brought in Chan Gailey. So that combination there, I mean, 2015 was one of the best years that, that we've had in a long time, right? 2016 could have been that way as well, but there was a lot of things that just kind of didn't make it as cohesive. So now when I think about Aaron Rodgers, an older veteran quarterback, a guy that knows the system, that knows the NFL, that knows defenses, you can't really trick this guy, but then also has the talent. I mean, this is top five talent. This is really probably the best talent, the most talented quarterback that's ever played, you know, at least that I've seen. I'm not, you know, the past generation, I didn't get a chance to watch. So that I've seen. Yeah. You know, you bring that guy in with all those different factors. You know, he's got the talent around him at receiver, at running back. I mean, you know, it, it sky's the limit, honestly. You know, I think uh, it's, it's, it's exciting just to think about, you know, and if I could still play, I would definitely want to be out there with that guy because not only would I be able to perform at a high level, but I would learn at a high level as well. All right, we'll see what's going to unfold here. What do you make of the Lamar Jackson situation right now? Uh, they put the tag on him. Yeah. 
teams can negotiate with him at any time. Right. The price is two first-round picks. Obviously, the Ravens would have a right to match that contract. It seems quiet right now. A lot mm. of people are talking about guaranteed yeah. money after what Deshaun Watson got. It's a very unique situation because you have Lamar Jackson representing himself. Right. That's not something we see a lot no. in today's National Football League. So uh, you watching this from afar, what do you think of, about Jackson and, and where the NFL is at with him right yeah, now? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting subject because I feel like there are so many different topics that people are hitting and saying like it's this or it's this or it's this and so when you look at it right you say he doesn't have an agent well Larry Tunzo doesn't have an agent either and he's still the top paid tackle in the league so it can't be solely that you know um and then there's so many other things that they talk about so I don't know I think ultimately though this guy's an MVP caliber player this guy you know he's had some injuries but you know he's not the only quarterback that had injuries and he's not the last one that'll have injuries that'll still get paid so you know, I personally, as a player, I wish that his market was higher. I wish that people would, were were tripping over themselves to get to him. Um, but I understand that there are so many other things going involved in it that, that make him not an appetizing player for them, I guess. Um, so, you know, uh, if Baltimore ends up being his destination, is that, if that's a place where he has to stay at, you know, I hope that they give him what he's looking for. You know, he's even made a couple comments on social media saying that, the information that's going out is not what he's saying. Like those, all, those numbers aren't aren't accurate. So, you know, it's so hard to be on the outside looking in and kind of give your opinion on it. But you know, I definitely want him to get what he's looking for. Yeah, it was odd when Baltimore put that tag on him, where you saw a lot of reports out yeah. there immediately, where teams were saying, or somebody speaking for the teams yeah. was saying they're not going to be in on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I wasn't a big fan of that. I felt like. Um, one thing about the NFL, if a team doesn't want some information out, you know, it won't get out. So to me, it felt like those those uh, to say that we didn't want him, it didn't feel like it was necessary. Uh, I also know that, you know, to some degree, I'm sure, um, you know, you have to kind of let people know that, you know, you're not uh, going for this player, maybe the fan base, maybe all these different things so that people can kind of feel at ease. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that that's a guy that, you know, if you are in need of a quarterback, you know, that's a guy that you might want on your team, especially if you have the weapons around him. Now, if you're in a rebuilding mode, you might not necessarily want to put him on that situation. But, you know, if you know you have the weapons and you're just one piece away, that's a guy that, you know, can definitely help you. All right. So uh, the Jets are going about business as usual here as that search for a veteran quarterback continues. Uh, where do you want to start, offense or defense? Oh, you know me, I'm offense. All right, so Alan Lazard, yeah. well, what do you think when you uh, put the film on because big body dude, 6'5", yeah. 227 pounds. Yeah, you know what? It's it's funny. I always, I you know, I watch clips. I watch his highlights every once in a while. I did not know he was that big, you mm. know. Um, it's, it's a it's a big body receiver, a guy that, you know, is going to make the plays for you. And one thing I like about uh, – Anybody that plays with Aaron Rodgers is that you're automatically going to just improve your game. One guy that, that really you saw that from was Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams came out uh, of college as a talented receiver. I, I was actually – I was his combine roommate. So, you know, I saw how I saw wow, how he worked. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw how he worked and I saw all those different things. And then I saw him kind of grow as a player. But, you know, Alan Lazar also had that opportunity as well. He didn't come out as a highly touted guy. Undrafted free agent. Exactly, out of, Iowa, out of State. Iowa State, you know. So that's not really a receiver-friendly school, you know, in terms of, like, 
those guys getting a lot of receivers get drafted. So you're talking about a guy that continued to grow and learn. He even made a comment. Uh, he said, you know, there was a moment where I, I thought I wasn't going to make the team and Aaron Rodgers made a call for me. You know, so that's a guy that not only does uh, he not – well, Aaron Rodgers believes in him, right? So that's it's great that Aaron Rodgers sees the talent in him. And Especially if you're a younger player coming up because he – He's going to be pretty specific with what he wants. Exactly. So you know exactly what he wants. So, you know, if the marriage ends up happening with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, which it should, then that's another guy that you have as a piece that, you know, is going to really help that uh, that relationship. How much could he help the run game? And also, I'm looking at his touchdown statistics, and I see 14 touchdowns, 2021, 2022 combined, yeah. and say, there's a red zone dude because – a lot of guys you're going to be matching up with on the outside, they can't counter that size. No, not at all. And I think uh, no matter how the touchdowns were created, getting in the end zone is, is difficult in the NFL. So, like, a lot of people like to, you know, discount people who get a lot of touchdowns, whether it be scheme or quarterback, all these different things. Regardless of all those different factors, it's challenging to get in the, in the, in the end zone. If it was easy, anybody could do it, right? So, you know, you got you to gotta think about that. I, when I was playing, Eric, Eric Decker was a touchdown monster in the red zone. That was the guy we kept we kept finding the right plays. He knew how to kind of figure those things out. The more, you, the more reps you get, the better you get. And so this guy, when he comes here, or now that he is here, he's only going to get better because he has that knowledge of scoring in the red zone. That is a huge point. Uh, let's get back to the combine. What mm -hmm. was Devontae like so, as, as, as a guy when you guys are there in Indianapolis about to embark on your NFL careers? Well, so I was. I ended up being a sixth-round pick. He was a first, second-round pick. So this guy had uh, all types of meetings. So I never really had <laughs> – like by the time I got back to the room, he was going to another meeting, going to another meeting. I think – I. I think we probably had a few conversations. He was a good dude, though. Definitely a good dude. You know, it was it was, it was cool to kind of see, you know, how that level, uh, you know, a guy that, that plays at that level, you know, uh, worked. You like the versatility uh, Wes Schweitzer is going to bring that offensive line? I mean, he's played snaps at every position yeah. up front. Yeah, coming from Washington, 34 games with the Commanders, I guess, the last three seasons, 24 starts. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. I think – uh, the more you can do, the NFL is really about that. You know, I think uh, that was one thing that I kind of took a part of really in my game was the more I could do when I was younger. And I think when you look at the Jets O-line last year, we definitely needed that, um, you know, because we had all the talent across the board. But the problem was that, you know, there was not enough enough depth, right? So now when you have another guy like kind of ABT, he might not be at the same mold or talent as ABT, but at least a guy that can play in multiple positions. If somebody goes down, then you have somebody else that can go in and fit that spot, and you can kind of keep that uh, that, that ship running. He started at center for Washington last year. It's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see what happens with the Jets, Connor McGovern. The Cowboys, Connor yes. McGovern, is now in Buffalo with the Bills, and I think he's going to be playing guard. But he's still out there as well. Do you think the Jets' offensive line is that far away if they do have health? But, but one thing we were talking about before we started taping was that it's a 100% injury league. Yeah. So you have to be able to endure injuries. Right. With that being said, the injuries up front last year were they, tough. They never stopped. Yeah, it was tough, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think if you could – if we could take away injuries, I think the Jets' line is great, right? Um, you know, the, you got guys at every position able to compete – you know, the problem was injuries, you know. So if 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 you can have depth, then you can at least mitigate some of those injuries. Dwayne Brown is healthy. He said that he intends to return. You got Elijah Vera Tucker, mm -hmm. who, who's going to start the season probably with a clean bill of health. That's yep. what everybody's saying here. 
at One Jets Drive. Um, Lake and Tomlinson returns. And then what do you make of uh, – let's not talk about Max Mitchell right now because he's coming back too and he's going to be uh, – he's going to give you something at the tackle position. What yeah. do you make of what you're seeing from Makai back then with all his social media posts and how determined he seems and what he potentially could add? To this line. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 the last game that he played was against Carolina, and you saw him just kind of being a mauler, you know. So that's exciting, you know, especially when you've got the running back that you have on this team. So it's important. And I met with him uh, one day. We had like a little event with the Jets, former players and current players. And I got an opportunity to talk with him briefly, and I like where his head is at, you know. I think, you know, being myself, somebody that had to battle with injuries, you know, to see that he's still kind of uh, keeping that right mentality, knowing that, you know, it's all a part of the process and eventually he's going to get to where he, want, he needs to get to and he has the mindset to get there you know I think that that's, that's encouraging you know and I think he knows what is at stake for himself but also with the opportunity that he has with his team so you know I'm looking forward to seeing where he kind of uh, goes this year. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's Sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. And if the Jets indeed do keep that number 13 overall selection, a lot of people are thinking maybe you would add even another tackle there. Yeah, I mean, there's, uh, the, yeah. the possibilities are endless. I, I think uh, there's a lot of people are afraid to add to positions that you already have, but sometimes it's great for competition. You know, um, I know this league is, is really short-lived in terms of your, your – uh, as a player, you don't have too many years to play. Um, so it's kind of intimidating to bring somebody in, especially when you just got brought in. But it's great for the competition level. It's great to feel like, you know, this person is here to take my spot. This is one more piece for me to drive myself and really become a better player. Dwayne Brown played with one arm last year. Yeah. You got Becton, who's in unbelievable shape right now. We'll mm -hmm. have to see how he continues to progress throughout the offseason. I can't wait to see him out here on the field. Mitchell was supposed to be a project but he played really well for you. Yeah. He was further along in his development than anybody could have imagined right. when they drafted him in the fourth round last year. So you got a good base at the tackle position. And again, we'll have to see what happens as the draft unfolds. Let's flip to the other side of the ball. Quincy Williams never hit the market. We were talking about it here. Jets overtime, our free agency preview, yeah. 1130s Saturday night a couple weeks ago. <laughs> On CBS, we were talking about, hey, Quincy Williams probably going to get multiple suitors. Yeah. Joe Douglas kept him off the market. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was the right decision, I think. Not only just from the perspective of this is a talented linebacker, you know, a guy that uh, is a spark plug, you know, he makes all the big plays, but also just in terms of, like, making your players happy, right? you got Quentin Williams, his brother on the team. You know, for him to know that his brother is still on the team, I think that's a good decision. You know, it also helps that Quincy Williams is a great player. So, you know, the combination of those two, I think they made a great choice there. That's the only linebacker duo in the National Football League the last two seasons where each of those guys, C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams, had 100-plus tackles mm. in 21 and 22. Such an impactful hitter. And you would think that, 
his best is yet to come. This is still a young player who's very explosive, who's finding his comfortability within the scheme. Yeah, and the surprising thing about linebackers, I feel, is that they play really long. You know, you, you like you, you usually see linebackers have pretty long careers. So, you know, for a guy to be as young as he is and to perform the way he does, I think he's in the right system. The Jets know that, you know, so why not keep him around? He's got the right pieces around him to help him kind of play the way he needs to play. I mean, we, we showed the, the play uh, – you know, the other the other week um, against the Packers, you know, where he slipped under the block and made that tackle. You know, that has to do not only with him, but also with the line kind of creating those spaces for him and him fitting into his gap. So, you know, it's, it's the right scheme. He knows how to read his plays, and, and he's, a, he's a great player. What do you think about the value there, Chuck Clark? 2024 seventh-round pick to Baltimore. Here's a guy who hasn't come off the field the last few seasons yeah. with the Ravens. He's got some position flexibility. And then you look deeper – he was that team's 2022 Walter Payton Man of the mm. Year, so he's getting out, helping the community. Yeah. He was also calling signals on the field on Sundays in the defensive backfield. So that speaks to a little bit of everything he brings to the table. Exactly. I think, you know, when you bring in a guy that's not only great on the field but off the field, you know, it's a great locker room guy. But then also, you know, it speaks again to competition, right? You're bringing a guy in uh, that is uh, has the longevity, or not so much the longevity, but the – the ability to stay on the field, like you mentioned, you know, he has not been off the field. He's been able to take a lot of reps, you know, so he's going to come into this room and really push these guys, you know, because the people around him know that he doesn't miss reps. He doesn't miss plays. So it's, it's a great addition. And, and you're still talking about a 27, 28-year-old guy. LaMarcus Joyner, who was the primary starter along with Jordan Whitehead last season, he's an unrestricted free agent. He's 32. So if Joyner doesn't return, you add a Clark – and you're also getting younger, yeah. and you still can tinker with the position down the line. So, again, uh, Jets a little bit more quiet in free agency yeah. last year. You think about all the moves they made, but that was to be expected, right? And, again, a potential big fish out there at quarterback. Right. You know, I think, I think the Jets know that there are not as big of holes this year as they had previously. Um, you know, the, I think the biggest – position that has been talked about a lot is quarterback and and that's you know remaining to be seen when that will happen um but other than that you know there are some small pieces to kind of put in but also guys to develop because there are guys on the roster who can be that guy for you as long as you put the work in to develop them and and make sure that they be the player that they are supposed to be defensive tackle mm -hmm. uh you're definitely gonna have to add a piece or two there definitely uh Solomon Thomas back he, he's a depth piece. Yep. You like to come at people in waves. But uh, Nathan Shepard, who Robert Sala called the king of strain for his effort in violence. Yeah. I played with him. Shep down in yeah. New Orleans now with yeah. the Saints. And then uh, Sheldon Rankins got himself a nice deal. I believe it was just a one-year deal, but it's uh, north of $10 million mm. with the Houston Texans and their new head coach, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, you look at the way the, the Jets kind of used their D-line last year. It was really much like, uh, you know, waves. Like they brought guys in, they brought guys out, really kind of keeping them uh, healthy and, and, and ready to go. And I think that's important to do for those guys because, you know, they're, they're heavier guys, but but a lot of times it, keep, it help, allows them to just kind of play at full, full strength every time they go out there. And that's tough for an offensive line to know that you know you're going against another guy that just came off the branch just got a drink of water meanwhile you're still out there on the field grinding yeah um what do you think about free agency as a whole whole throughout the national football league um maybe we should tackle the division first no Let's patriots 
You got Jacoby Myers. He leaves. He yeah. signs with the Raiders, reunited with Josh McDaniels. They counter, though, and bring in Juju mm-hmm. Smith-Schuster yeah. and also Mike Kosicki. Yeah. So a guy who's quite familiar inside the division. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always interesting when you see guys kind of moving within the division. It's almost like, you know what, I want to still play that old team. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I like what they did there. Um, you know, I know that Jacoby Myers was kind of upset about uh, not being re-signed for the amount that he wanted. Uh, but, you know, sometimes the grass may be greener, so he might get an opportunity. Do you think Juju's an upgrade? I like Myers. I, I think uh, uh, you think it's a wash. I like Myers. I do like Myers. You know, when I watched him play, I, I did. I, I, I liked his game. I think with Juju, you really kind of saw that he does still have something in the tank. In the Super Bowl, he was able to help them in the second half. You know, yeah. in the first half, he wasn't really involved as much. But when they needed him, he really kind of helped them down the stretch. So that's a guy that still has it. And I think that Bill Belichick knows that he could take something else out of there. How about the Dolphins? They got Jet South down now. Yeah. Jet South down there with Braxton Berrios, Dan Feeney, yeah, Mike, Mike White. White. But the most notable transaction that they made this offseason was trading for Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah, that's that. uh, You know, um, I think they understand, you know, after what Garrett Wilson did to them last year, Mm. they need a little bit more help in the secondary. So I'm excited to see how that looks this year, because, you know, those are two really talented cornerbacks, you know, guys that, uh, you know, are not easy to play against, not easy to get around. Um, So, you know, when you have. I think about, and I'm not using this as like an example, right? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about when I was here and playing with Revis and Cromartie, you know, they both upped each other's game, right? And just even now with the Jets right now, with DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, they up each other's game. So it'll be interesting to see what they do over there. And they got a new defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. Did you see Ramsey? I don't know who posted on social media, but I saw the clip of Ramsey saying that they got the best cornerback duo in the NFL. He's supposed to say they that. They might not have the best cornerback duo in the AFC East. In the AFC East, yeah. right? No. Uh, DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner, he's, not too bad. Yeah, he's supposed to say that. You know, I, I would be shocked if he didn't say that, especially a guy like him. That's a guy that likes to talk. You know, he's been talking since he was in Jacksonville. So, you know, he's doing exactly what he's always done. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that he's been consistent with it. How about the Bills? They didn't have a lot of money to spend. So Jermaine Edmonds got a monster contract with yeah. Chicago. Uh, and you would have figured that Buffalo, that was just too high for them, yeah. especially since they're paying Matt Milano. And Jordan, Jordan Poyer, I think that's a good example of what we saw here at the safety, in the safety market. Yeah. He, he went and explored free agency before deciding to come back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's interesting. I think they they understand that they have a really talented team, uh, you know, so it'll be interesting to see where they go in the draft. And, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to take anybody that's going to really change their game. You know, that's a really talented team. Uh, you know, they just kind of have to, uh, you know, fix up a, a few different holes. And obviously they didn't feel like that was needed in, special, in a free agency. Yeah. Admins, that was a, a really big deal. Yeah. I, it, you look at the Bears, they had money to spend. Speaking yeah. of the Bears, there were a couple of things uh, that I want to get to as far as the league happening is concerned. The Carolina Panthers trade up for the mm. Bears' number one overall selection. Yeah. The package includes, obviously, Carolina's number one pick this year, DJ Moore. That pick this year is number nine. DJ Moore is a number one receiver in the National Football League. Uh, 2024 first rounder and a 2025 
Second rounder. What do you think about the package, and what do you think about Carolina moving up there? So I like that they moved up. You know, they've been trying to kind of dabble with different quarterbacks for a little while now. Former first-round picks from uh, uh, Mayfield to Darnold, you know, so they feel like, okay, well, let's go get our own first-round pick. Okay. Um, I don't really like letting go of uh, DJ Moore, though. I felt like he was – you know, their guy, you know, they let go of um, McCaffrey. Yeah, Robbie, they let go of McCaffrey. Yeah. Now they let go of DJ Moore. Um, you know, I feel like this is definitely a rebuilding time for them. Um, you know, so if you if that is your plan, then, you know, at least you're allowing these guys to go somewhere where maybe they'll be able to flourish and, you know, have more success. Um, you know, so I get it. Um, you know, this is this is a part of the league and it's a part of the process. Where do you stand on Justin Fields? He's a talented quarterback, you know. Um, I like that he's able to scramble. And, I mean, he was, like, the number one scrambler in the league last year. Um, but also he's able to make some great throws. You know, uh, I think he's young. He's got some, some, some more developing to do. But I think they have a future with him. Well, the reason why I ask you that is that, obviously, they're putting more pieces around him, right? right? right. They say, hey, let's see what you're at now. Yeah. Maybe we didn't have all the pieces. Now we're just going to start – to get the pieces around you and then see how you develop. Right, and I and I wish he would have been healthy when we played him. I think that we played uh, when the Jets played him. Yep. He, he was, um, uh, yeah, they had a different quarterback, so we didn't get an opportunity to watch him firsthand. But you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's doing with all the the weapons that he has around him now. Yeah. That is so interesting. Do you have a lean as far as that first pick, as far as the quarterbacks between Stroud and <laughs> Bryce Young? No, not really. I think the college game, there are so many different guys to watch. Like, I mean, I even think about uh, what was this past year with the quarterback that was taken by Tennessee? Who's, oh, uh, Malik Willis. Yeah, you know, like there was no way for me to have known that he was yeah. gonna, You know what I mean? So it's so difficult for me to know. You know, those guys that really understand the game and understand college and understand what these teams are, are, are going for, that's a whole different level of analysis that I'm just not there yet. You know, yeah. like uh, I, I, I think, you know, it sounds like it's between C.J. Stroud and um, – Bryce Young from exactly. Alabama. Yeah. And then you got two projects out there. Uh, you're talking about Richardson from Florida, yeah. who's a freak athlete. I saw that. He, he went crazy at the Combine. Uh, uh, and – there's somebody who's going to say, hey, listen, I can take that yeah. potential, I can take that talent, and I can mold that. Right. But if you watch him at Florida last year, he definitely endured his struggles and had some accuracy problems yeah. throughout football. Yeah, I, I saw some reports about him. I never really watched him, but I saw that he wasn't really uh, the most accurate quarterback there. You know, the thing about the projects, the project quarterbacks in the first round, you know, that's, that's a huge risk, you know, and you're not only putting your team, well, you are putting your team uh, at kind of a deficit. You know, you have to have a lot of veterans around that guy, you know, because he needs a support because not only is he trying to get better as a player in terms of, like, throwing and all those other things, but also as the mind of a quarterback, yeah. you know. So you need to kind of have people around him to kind of help him not have to think as much. Let's end here and go back to the Jets. Mm -hmm. We were talking about the young guy, young guns before, the yeah. Sauces, the Breeses, the Garretts. What's it like for them this offseason? Obviously, they're watching what's happening with the quarterback, and they're having fun, and they're bonding. But how different is it for you as a former player when you were in their shoes? Are you able to take a breath mm -hmm. after year one 
and going into year two and feel more comfortable. And you don't have to go through this pre-draft process. Right. And I'm going to visit the Jets and I'm going to visit the Lions. And I got to go through all these interviews. What's the difference in mindset now? Yeah, I'll say this. I commend those guys for coming in as rookies and performing the way they did because that offseason is like no other offseason. You go from playing a full season and then you're going straight into training. Then you got to go to combine and you got to go to your pro day. Then you come, then immediately after you get drafted, you're flying out here. Then you have to do all these other different things. Then you have rookie stuff. Like as a, as a pro, like most times our season is up and then we get a nice little chunk of time before yeah. we have to go do anything. So I think they're definitely relaxing and really enjoying that time that they didn't get to have beforehand. But like I said, I really commend them because to do all that and then to go through a long season, because this season is longer than any season before, right? They're playing that many more games, uh, you know, and to perform at the level that they did, you know, that's huge. So that only tells me that they're going to continue to improve and be some great players. Do you like primetime games as a player? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, all eyes are on you, you know, and then especially at night with the lights, it's back to high school football, Friday night lights, that feel, that vibe, you know, so uh, I love them. The reason why I asked is Peter King, uh, who's been covering the NFL for decades, it's such a high level. Mm. He had a, a little nugget in his uh, piece the other day and said, the Jets are probably going to get the maximum primetime games next year. Hmm. Yeah, I, you I know, see it. So that means five. <laughs> You know, again, last year it was, hey, you knew the Jets were playing at 1 o'clock. Right. This year, especially if they do get a marquee veteran quarterback, right. this team is going to be under those primetime lights a lot next year, Q. And it'll be good. I think it'll be good for these guys. I think they're going to enjoy it. I enjoy this. Yeah, Thanks, brother. Thank uh, uh, and, again, you can check us out, CBS Free Agency Recap. That's Saturday night. 11 30 p.m or check us out on youtube always good seeing you yes sir you too